Hello, family and friends. I'm honored for day two with Reverend Ray Bench and my pastor, Pastor Mark Pearl. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about faith, but we're going to title this one, Finding a Faith Church. Let's pray. Father, we come today hungry, Father. Teach us through your word, Father, how to live for you and to walk in your ways, not to be a, a lukewarm Christian, but an on-fire Christian. And we thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, yesterday's message, I was prompted, it reminded me about when I got saved, Pastor. The only ministry I really had for a while with any faith was Brother Copeland, because by miracle of God, long testimony, but I was in Texas, and Brother Copeland did the Sunday morning service and had an altar call. I went forward, I had no idea what an altar call was, but when I got up there and gave uh, gave my heart to Jesus, had peace for the first time in my life, I just watched Brother Copeland on TV for a few years and went to different churches I was praying about, Lord, where do you want me to go to church? Not where I want to go. Where do you want me to go? And he sent me to your church, Pastor, all these years ago now. And I'm so thankful because if I would have listened to my flesh, I could end up at a lot of different churches with mm -hmm. good bingo and good, nothing against bingo, <laughs> mm -hmm. and good um, entertainment nights right. and these things that maybe aren't there, not bad, yeah. but, but not had any faith because I found in my, unfortunately, as I travel around and meet a lot of Christians, many of them have very little faith for anything. And it's sad. And they'll try to twist the scriptures for their non-belief doctrine, right. like in the healing area. You can yeah. send them 15 scriptures on healing, and they'll tell you why those are not true Wow! and twist the Bible. But I'm so thankful that God sent me to a faith church. And, of course, when I first came, I had no faith for any of them. Faith comes by hearing. Uh -huh. And as I came and told my flesh to shut up mm -hmm. and listen, you know, then I started to build that faith. And I'm so thankful. Then, Ray... Of course, God gets you in this circle because pastor was part of the ministry and all that eventually. Mm -hmm. And then I got to meet you and many mm -hmm. other faith friends. So you can't tell me anymore yeah. that faith's not real and okay. the healing and all these things, yes. right? Amen. And so um, I just wanted to kind of today talk about how do you find a faith church? Uh, and I'll kick it to you, Pastor, to start okay. with. Okay. I think, first of all, is people that are unfamiliar with you know faith, what we call faith church, needs to know that everything you've heard about us is not true. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are said. You will find churches like ours to be fundamentally sound as any other church. We believe that all the cardinal doctrines. We know their success in the teaching on faith. There's success yep. in the teaching on grace. Mm -hmm. There's success in the teaching on finances. Yep. And we have to just stick with the word. So, you know, there's a scripture in Timothy's, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2.15, that says, Study to show yourself approved mm. uh, unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but it says rightly, dividing the word of truth. So, you know, everything that we teach needs to be divided by the word. What does that mean? Well, we make sure it's in the Bible from Genesis mm -hmm. to Revelation. We check all the scriptures on it. And what it says is rightly dividing the word of truth. When you, do, when you divide an atom, you get power. When mm -hmm. you split an atom, mm -hmm. you get power. Right. When you rightly divide God's word, you get power. That's good. If you go to a church and what they preach doesn't produce any power in your life, mm -hmm. it doesn't produce any deliverance in your life, any healing in your life, any financial miracles that you might need in your life, they are telling you that that's not for you today, that God doesn't want you to have that. Well, that's not producing any power in your life. Amen. And it, it can't be the rightly divided word because God's word always produces power. And so anytime you go to a church and they say this is passed away or that's passed away, 
Well, then you need to, your next question needs to be, where's the scriptures? Yes. I've heard about that tongues have passed away. We've all heard that. Yep. Yes. The Bible says tongues has passed away. Just you know, the Bible never says tongues has passed away. It says they shall cease. But it also says knowledge shall vanish away. Prophecy shall cease. And then it tells you when that's going to happen. When we see Jesus face to face, sure. we won't need any of those things. That's we right. won't need the gifts of the Amen. Spirit. We won't need any of those things. That We will know as we are known, and we'll be in the fullness of his presence. And so there's a scripture that, you know, that if you rightly divide it, it's not, it's not saying what people say that it says. So, you know, looking for a faith church, uh, man, I'd go in there and I'd say, you know, does this does this produce power in my life? Does this mm. uh, does this uh, agree with God's word? Amen. Uh, that's real good. Yeah. I think I think you hit a real key. You know, there's there's a lot of misconceptions about what a faith church is, etc. But mm -hmm. you know, the truth is, is the Book of Romans was wrote, written to the church in Rome. Yeah. In the book of Romans, written to the church in Rome, he talks about the faith of Abraham. Yes. So Paul was teaching by the Holy Spirit. He was teaching faith to the people in Rome. He was teaching faith to the church in Colossae, right? The church of Colossians. Yeah. The, the church of Corinthians. All of these different things. He was, in, he was telling Timothy to walk by faith. He says, give yourself to attention to the word and doctrine. What, yeah. What's he saying? You should be a word man, Timothy. Right, all of these things that are written are all to New Testament Word of Faith churches, and if we're going to teach the words of Jesus, there probably wasn't anybody who taught faith any more than Jesus Christ. You know, we're all eventually you're going to go across Mark eleven twenty two and twenty three because I think so many of us were blessed by Doctor Kenneth E. Hagen, but the truth is Doctor Hagen was quoting Jesus. He said, "It's right." He he said, "Your faith has made you whole." Amen. Only, only believe, J. Iris, right? And, and all of these things, Jesus said, if you can believe. So faith isn't Ray Bench's interpretation of the scriptures. Faith isn't Pastor Mark Pearl's interpretations or Brother Greg's. Faith is how Jesus Christ said you connect That's with right. the promises of God. Mm -hmm. All through your Bible. And then in the New Testament, it mirrors so many of the Old Testament saints. So faith has always been required. Hebrews 11 goes through yep. and it lists all the yep. people by faith. By faith, Moses. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abram. Mm -hmm. by, by faith, Lot. By faith. All these things that we call by faith. And then people say, well, you just, you know, you guys focus on those verses. But I can find faith. Even in Genesis 1-1, oh. God, look, God looked out. There was nothing that was void. And God spoke. Absolutely. So, well, if God spoke, Brother Ray, can can we do what God did? Well, if you mean are we divinity? No, we're not. Right. We're not today. I don't believe we will be even in heaven. We're not. We're not divine beings. However, did He give us the command, or did He give us the assignment to believe in our heart and to speak with our mouth? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what Jesus was talking about when He saw the fig tree. You know, we say Jesus cursed the fig tree, and he did, but literally what he said to the fig tree was, no man eat fruit from you again. And the fig tree shriveled up and died on its own. Yes. And that is, he he believed what he spoke would come to pass, and it did. He believed it with Lazarus, and it did. He believed it with yep. the feeding of the 5,000, and it did. Yep. And he taught his disciples to do the same. He did. They wrote the New Testament by the hand of the Holy Spirit, and we believe these yep. things. Well, there in Mark, he said, when he cursed a fig tree, and they, they marveled that it had withered away. He said, he said uh, the, the King James Bible says, he says, have faith in God. But have. the cross reference says, have the God kind of faith. In other words, this was done by the God kind of faith. That's right. And then he told his disciples, 
that you could do the same thing. <clears throat> Absolutely yeah, right. Absolutely. The miracles that you see me do shall you do <clears throat> yeah. and greater ones yeah. than these. Absolutely. So if you're going to find a faith-filled church, and you should, what it's really saying is, is we're going to believe what Jesus believed. Amen. Right? right. We're going to right. endorse what Jesus yeah. told us to do, and we're not going to put it in a certain time time error that it was only for that or for that small group. Because here in Romans, and I've got it, those that are of the faith are, of Abraham are the children of Abraham. Amen. Mm -hmm. If we believe what Abram believed, then we're his children, and the promises are also for us. Yeah, Praise God. Yeah. You know, we might go over a little bit today, but I want to add something. You know, the Bible talks about the narrow path, and you talked about that last night, Brother mm -hmm. Ray. You know, I believe there's a narrow path of finding a decent church also. Right. Um, you know, it's easy to find a church where people don't believe much of anything and, and you walk by sight and, okay, this happened, so it must have been God's will and so on. And, you know, the other night I was meditating on Hebrews about, you know, in verse 1025, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. But the next verse talks about sin. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And if your church is not preaching strong against sin, you need to pack up your bags and get to a church <laughs> to teach you how to live right. Yeah. Amen. Because they go hand in hand. Like yes. the churches that support, you know, slaughtering babies, they support ungodly marriage. Because yes. when you get weak in one area, you're weak in all those areas. Sure. So sure. if you're out there and you're in one of these churches, you don't have to be mean about it. Just pack up your marbles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, grab your family and find you a church that's preaching faith. Because Amen. I tell you what, I would have a dead wife right now and one dead daughter and some dead grandbabies if I didn't know how to pray yes. for the protection that we have. We're going to talk about that in another session yeah. about healing and God's provision there. But I just want to encourage you to, to get in a church that preaches faith because I tell you what, Jesus was a faith preacher. Yeah. Yes. I know we're going over a little bit on time, but I just wanted to say this. You never base what you believe off, off of your experience. Right. And a lot of the churches, you know, some churches, I should say, they say, well, healing's passed away because nobody in our church is getting healed or not everybody gets healed. That's not how you base your faith. You base your faith off what God said. Mm -hmm. If You know, what you experience, what you may be experiencing, that's not necessarily the will of God for your life. Right. Amen. You know, people say, well, uh, Everything that happens in your life is the will of God. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Amen. And I've heard people say that, you know, whenever it's your time to go, you're just going to go. Well, if that's so, what is, why is the book of Proverbs filled with doing things that will lengthen your days? Come on. Come on. So, Praise God. So you have to look at the Bible. And when somebody tells you, you know, hey, God wants you to live to 67, then you're going to die at 67. You have no control over your number of your days you're going to live in. Why does the Bible say you can do things to lengthen your days? I know your doctrine can't be right because it doesn't mind line up with what the Bible says. <laughs> That's true. Amen. Amen. Ray, would you pray for us, please? Amen. Father, I thank you for the good word. Thank you for good brothers. Any person that's hearing this or that isn't in a good faith church, I pray that you will open doors for them to find a good word of faith church that teaches what you want taught, that, Lord, they can go there with their families and be blessed and find out the richness of your word and what is available for them through your word and in faith. We give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Amen. Well, folks, you can contact Reverend Ray at raybench.com or Pastor Mark at myoasischurch.com. We sure love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.